0: Welcome to Cracking the Restaurant Labor Crunch. Glad to have you back. So this is all about the pandemic and the crazy times we're going through and the biggest challenges restaurants are facing are, of course, the labor crisis. So with me today, Mr. Ken McGarry from Corgan Hospitality. He is also the author of a book called The Surprise Restaurant Manager. Welcome to the show today, Ken. Glad to have you with us.
1: Thanks, Roger. I appreciate being back. Really, really appreciate the uh, invite.
0: Well, absolutely. Now, you have a great story and how you first got into the restaurant business, and then you became what you call the surprise restaurant manager. So tell us a little bit about that.
1: Sure. So the surprise restaurant manager is exactly that. It's when you are a server or a bartender or a host, and then somebody hands you the keys and says, do you mind locking up? And then next week, it's do you mind doing some scheduling and throwing out some drawers? And then next thing you know, you're an actual manager. But no one ever trains you, and it's something that I find nationwide in all the restaurants that I work with are people that were put in the position simply because they're great and fantastic and positive individuals, but they don't have the understanding of how to find staff, how to support staff, um, how to coach, um, how to deal with negative um, energy, how to deal with strong personalities, all the things that are really aspects of being a restaurant manager. And so I decided to write the book because I had the same conversations over and over again. And I'm here in Memphis at one of uh, my restaurants, and I legitimately have a host that's here that is one of the most positive, absolutely fantastic people. And they made her into a manager, and she's had no training and she's just they just handed her keys and said do you mind start opening and i'm like it's funny i i have a book for you and so now i'm walking her through being a surprise restaurant manager cuz a month so ago so that's a
0: said, template right the book can literally be a template to help new you know, inexperienced managers become, you know, really productive managers that, uh, you know, can rise up in an organization. It's really amazing how people can start off in this business in the dish pit or as hosts or bussers or whatever. And they can literally own restaurants someday just simply because, uh, you know, the upward mobility in this business. I have a similar story. You know, in my flagship restaurant, I recognized, you know, when my kids were really small, they went to a daycare. And their daycare provider was so personable and so caring and attentive to all the details, made all the parents feel really, you know, just safe and secure that your kid's in good hands with this person. So I ended up making that person a part-time host. And years later, that person became general manager of my biggest restaurant. And after, well, 10 or so years working for me, To this day, that person is still the GM of this restaurant. So, you know, it's amazing. It's a similar story. And that person became a surprise manager, you know, from a host. And all of a sudden, wow, you've got the talent, you're doing great. And now you're a manager. And this situation is happening all the time in restaurants across the country where, you know, people are quitting. We're looking for good people. We need, you know, we can't work 100 hours a week, even though we have to. So we definitely need to lean on people that just show some promise. And, you know, you're a prime example of that, Ken.
1: So, and I appreciate that. Um, So, yeah, I'm reminded of obviously the challenge that we have all experienced uh, right now with the labor shortage. And yes, people are definitely being put into those positions without training. But one of the other things that I've been reminded while I'm here is that when you do find people. And of course, we all have the instances where you're calling and you have 30 people that say that they're going to interview, and five people show up, and then you hire three of them, and nobody shows up on their first day. So it's just it is just that hard. But the the challenge that I find is that so many people hire somebody and then they disconnect from them. So thank you. If you are that person who's sitting across and you're engaging somebody they're excited to work with you, not your, not your restaurant, not your company. They're working with you and they're excited about that. And when they day one shows up, you hand them the paperwork. Okay. Go fill this out. Go stand over there with that server and learn from them. You've automatically disconnected. And then suddenly that person's main motivation for why they're excited. Just, just left.
0: Everything so, just changed, everything changed. Yeah, right before their eyes. Yeah.
1: Well, so, As a manager, the first thing you should do is make time to have them come in and you sit with them and fill out the paperwork and then take that opportunity to talk to them about how great the place is and get them excited. And if you are going to put them with a lead trainer, a lead server, whomever, then you're still going to check in with them at the end of every day and say, hey, make sure at the end of the day that we sit down and talk because I want to touch base with you because it's that level to where you see at some point, people are going to go, oh, well, I'm not as excited about it because now the person that they were really connected to is absent.
0: Disengagement. That's terrible. And that must happen all the time.
1: It really does. And it's and it, because managers are being pulled in a thousand different directions. Sure. And as you know, yes, 15 hour days are unfortunately the standard. So yeah. you might not think that you have the time to sit down for half an hour and have everyone fill out their paperwork the absence in doing so means that you're going to spend 10 times that to place more ads, to interview more people. Once you finally have one person to say yes, nurture that person personally and don't leave them in the fray. Even if it's, you know, even if you have a thousand other things, It could. Be I love good. that word
0: nurture. You're absolutely right. It's about nurturing people, developing their skills, recognizing their talents, recognizing, and rewarding their performance and not just, you know, Bringing them on board and then see you later. You're, you're someone else's responsibility now. I totally agree with that philosophy. And that's, you know, that's all part of leading by example too. You're treating people the way you would expect to be treated. It's about teamwork and respect yep. in any organization.
1: And then I also spend in almost every single interview that I do, I spend at least five minutes trying to talk them out of taking the role. Whether it's a manager or yeah. a server or what, I yeah. would like to talk you out of it because so interesting. there's no logic in being the person. I remember being a young bartender and working at a hotel and the manager said with me, he's like, you know what? One, one day somebody came in and just put a $100 bill in my tip out. You, know, you never know what you can make. You can make – and, of course, all these promises. And then you show up and you make like $7. And you're like, well, because people will do this to try to get you in. I will tell them about all the challenges. Hey, you know what? Sometimes people don't show up and you're going to have to do twice as much. Sometimes doubles last all the way through here and you're going to get a, you know, a limited amount of time for a break. Sometimes there are going to be all these challenges. I don't want you to walk in and think everything's going to be perfect, but that's why we need you because you are going to help us. And that's why we appreciate you. And that's where that conversation becomes. Thank you coming on board and helping us with our challenges instead of, oh, we have it all figured out and it's all super great because it's not. And you should let them know at the very beginning so that they don't hit that wall and go, uh, no, and then leave.
0: Yeah. I mean, you recognize something, some magic in a person and you realize, yes, I I see potential in you, but it's a real fine line before the confidence kicks in before the productivity and the performance kicks in. And there's a learning curve and it's a real delicate balance as being an owner and giving somebody that kind of responsibility, but it kind of goes with it. You know, it's like, give them you know, give them the chance to fail and work with them and hold their hand. And like you said, nurture and develop that, that, uh, ultimate performance and you'll be rewarded for that time you put in. I'm sure.
1: Without, without question.
0: So let's talk about the book, Ken. Uh, it's laid out by chapters. I'm sure. Where does it start? What's the middle? What's the end? Like it's a logical process. Of course, if I'm a restaurant owner and I've been running the show working a hundred hours a week and you know, I haven't, taken on any managers and suddenly I want to do that and I'm reading this book, what am I going to learn and, and what are the steps?
1: So there are 25 chapters that are basically freestanding and then a quiz at the back. And so each one of them are freestanding articles to where you can you can look at listicles in the back and just get the gist of what it's about or dig in by by reading the chapters. But mm-hmm. if you're a new manager, somebody's been doing it for less than a year or are interested in coming into the industry. Then read it from front to back, because it starts with, why do you want to be a manager? Because being a manager is boot camp. You're, you're doing it because you want to do something greater. You want to become a manager. You want to have your own place. You want to go to culinary. You want to do something. So figuring out why you're even choosing this path. And then it's finding staff, developing them, how to support them, how to coach them, how to terminate them these are things that people don't train you about witnesses and terminations and understanding, not saying things like this is really hard for me because it's not hard for you because you still have a job at the other side. So all of the first part of of is is that, and then you get more into the, how do you deal with um, guests and touching tables and making sure that they're engaged and how to solve online reviews and challenges that you have there. And then the back of the book has to do with how do you deal with strong personalities like owners and how do you deal with blunt criticism like owners and all of the people that are going to give this pressure. And then how do you create balance in your life to where thank you, you can still see That's your important. family and you can still go to church and you can still have a life. You can still do all the things that you want to do if you set these parameters. And the first thing you should never do is, Work from home. Don't do schedules on your couch. Do everything at work. Schedule admin tasks. But it walks you through all the things that you can do. So if you're a new manager, then I say read it from front to back. But if you've been doing it for a while, read it from back to front. Because <laughs> the things in the back about balance and understanding yeah. how to move to the next level are going to resonate with you. And then by the time you get to how to support a staff and how to place ads and all of those things, it might give you some ideas. But these are things that you probably inherently, being in the industry for five plus years, probably already have somewhat of a handle on.
0: I got a question for you. And this these times are just crazy in so many ways. And what comes to mind is all the news reports of all these disgruntled passengers on airline flights and, you know, physical altercations and all that. And I belong to so many restaurant manager groups on Facebook and whatnot. And I'm seeing the same thing in restaurants. Customers are tired of the pandemic. They're tired of, you know, the mask wearing it's a divided country. It's a divided camp. People, the service levels aren't what people expect because of the labor shortage. It's like, and all of a sudden as an owner or even a GM, you can't be at that restaurant 24 seven. And if you give somebody a new responsibility, What's your best advice on training people to deal with difficult customers and where the line is drawn between, you know, customers that are being rude and, you know, delivering hospitality, being courteous to people and not being taken advantage of and not letting a disgruntled customer ruin someone else's experience with an earshot like that's one of the biggest challenges right now as well.
1: Without question. And you're right. People came out of the pandemic crazy, like legitimately, like they had been they got locked the gloves in the on. cell and they just went out, drank harder, ate harder, expected mm. more. It The level of entitlement has become really, really hard. And for the bar concepts I'm associated with, it's even twice as hard. It's really, really tough. Uh, now, when you get to dealing with people that are having these reactions, of course, if it's abusive, then there's no tolerance. I'll just walk over and say, There's no tab, there's nothing, just get, yeah. get on my restaurant. Right,
0: right, right. But yep. if
1: it's somebody who's legit, the, the one that always surprises me. And I just had it happen two days ago here with somebody who felt that we purposely um, over prepared their steak. That, that, that we, we targeted them and we didn't prepare oh, sure. properly. Oh, sure. Did it on purpose, so yeah. We're like, I, everybody else stake why is it me? And you have to, I, I call it in the book taking two steps back. Because if you meet aggression with regular aggression, then somebody gets upset, then it's very easy for you to just have a response to whatever they're saying. But what they're saying isn't really, I'm really upset about my stake. What they're saying is, I'm disappointed. And I'm disappointed because of price point or because of uh, what I thought it was going to be. They have a level of disappointment. But because they're internalizing it and making it so personal, Hmm. you have to take a second Mm -hmm. step back and understand why are they that disappointed? Well, the reality is, is that they probably feel in life that they are targeted for things to happen to them. They feel like the whole world is against them. They feel like everything is really hard for them specifically. And we all know those people. We all know those people who, who are Eeyores from Winnie the Pooh to wherever Yeah, have in right. their world. Uh-huh. Those people.
0: Yeah, you're right. Are,
1: are just, they're just. Downers. Sad. Yeah. They're just, and, and, and so when you look at somebody who's raging and your response is you take two steps back, then you realize the only response that you have is compassion and pity. And if, and at that point, now you're not absorbing negativity. You're not worried about this person freaking out about their steak. You're just like, oh, it's okay. We didn't, you know, we're going to get you taken care of because in the back of your mind, you're like, how sad that this person actually lives in this level of aggression
0: True. about yeah. an
1: overcooked steak. Yep. Um, so that that sort of aspect. Um, and then the masks, honestly, the masks have become such a massively political, politicized thing.
0: For sure. Where
1: I'm again, I'm in Tennessee right now. Yeah. Half the people wear masks. Half the people refuse to wear masks, and will tell you that the government cannot tell them what to wear. And we, as restaurants, wear masks because we have to by Shelby County, and we try our best to get people to to wear it. But if they don't, I don't want my servers and bartenders to become bouncers. I don't, and I'm
0: done Thank with you. it. That's right. So. I, mm-hmm.
1: And, and if somebody has a problem, i you know, that person over there at that table's not wearing a mask, man, we have let them know there. That's a, it's, it's on you. If that's a challenge, <laughs> sometimes people go, back, whatever. Eh. Last thing I need is a server coming over but You have to wear your mask and then it just becomes a whole,
0: you can't of course. do the thing. Yeah. So. Well, Ken, we talked quite a bit about the book the surprise <laughs> restaurant manager. How do people find your book? So you can
1: find it uh, where all great books are sold online. Uh, you, if you'd like to support independent, there's bookshop.com, um, Barnes Noble. Uh, there is obviously Amazon. And if you go to Amazon, there's a download version that you can get on Kindle and you just get the app. And it's 99 cents. And I do that specifically because I want the information out. And I've said multiple times, if you go to my website, which is Corgan, K-O-R-G-E-N, Hospitality. My wife's name is Morgan. I'm Ken. So you see where that adorable thing came
0: Okay, that makes um, sense.
1: And, and email me. I'll send you a free PDF. I'm happy. I just want the information out because I think that this is the thing that I can do right now to help an industry that's putting people in positions that they just don't have time to train. And if you want to hear this voice for five and a half hours, you can listen to me on Audible. Audiobook. Uh, I got that. And uh, both the audiobook and the regular book has a forward by uh, top chef Fabio Viviani, who is my business partner and great friend.
0: Fantastic. Well, you're doing a great service to the industry, Ken. So thanks so much for appearing on this show. Thanks for writing that book. Uh, We told everyone where to find it and how to get it. And it's something that I believe every restaurant owner and manager should read. So thanks again.
1: Thank you so much, Roger. Really appreciate you.
0: Thanks to our diamond sponsor, Performance Food Service. And we'll see you in another show. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Mm-hmm.